Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, joined today by Inside Texas's Justin Wells. Justin and I are going to do a little roundup from the weekend, a little look forward to the week ahead as well. Uh, talk a little recruiting. We got some news breaking there in the next 24, 48 hours, uh, as well as some basketball news. The Longhorns are on an absolute tear right now uh, through the Big 12 Conference. Uh, first, we want to say thank you uh, to our sponsor, Laura Baker. Uh, Laura is uh, an accomplished real estate uh, expert, uh, Laura Baker, and she is with the Andy Allen team over at Keller Williams. She can handle all of your real estate needs in the Austin area, whether you're moving to Austin, from Austin, or within this, the city limits, or even the greater Austin area. Laura is your person. Not only is she a diehard Longhorn fan, she's also a longtime Austin real estate expert. That's Laura at AndyAllenTeam.com. Uh, Justin, I, I sit here and we talk about this and we've talked about him for a while now, and that is Warren Roberson. You're going to be up in Red Oak on Tuesday when he is expected to announce his decision between Texas uh, and USC and TCU. Uh, we believe it's come down to Texas and uh, TCU. Texas remains confident at this point. What's the latest you're hearing? Well, First off, I, I'm really hopeful that this does happen on Tuesday because it's been rescheduled twice. Uh, originally, it was going to happen Wednesday morning. Then it got moved to Friday. Now we're, we're, we're crossing our fingers for Tuesday. Uh, and so if, if Texas fans can hang on for a few more days, there may be some good news down the pipe. Uh, so just can continue to hear positive stuff about, about Texas from Roberson in, in that group. Uh, I think it's down to Texas and TCU, actually. I think USC is probably out of it at this point. Um, and, and he's an interesting kid, Bobby, because we've talked about him a lot. He's just an incredible athlete. Uh, you know, I, I think I've mentioned before, I went to, I went to see him play this, this last year. And he, he had to guard Micah Hudson, the top receiver in the state, one of the best in the country. And those guys, they held their own. Like Roberson, he plays – he's one of those kids, he plays with an edge, you know, he's got a lot of gold teeth and he and he lets it known. He lets it be known. He plays with an edge. And That's I love mean. defensive backs that have that kind of disposition that, you know, the, those old school that tries to take your head off with an ear hole angle. You got to love those kids because the, the, that's the essence of a, of a safety in football. Roberson brings you that. He is he is just a striker. Uh, and, and he's a kid that I think he would would really fit in what they're trying to do, especially in a boundary safety role or potentially, a, you know, possibly the star nickel. I think he's versatile. He played corner the night that I watched him play. And so at six foot, about 185, 190 pounds, good speed, good quickness, real suddenness to his game. I think Texas wants to wrap up this 2023 class and, 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 and let Roberson join Derek Williams as the two safety takes uh, in this cycle. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Over the weekend, the Whataburger Super Team for Texas football was released as well. And Roberson was one of those guys, Justin, as well as other Texas commitments. Uh, Anthony Hill, uh, the linebacker out of Denton Ryan, uh, was one of those guys, as were uh, uh, Jaden Chapman, the offensive lineman out of Harker Heights, Connor Stroh, big lineman out of the Frisco area. 
Uh, and then we also had uh, Col Colton Vosick uh, out of uh, uh, Austin Westlake at defensive end, uh, as well as Jonte Cook uh, and Malik Muhammad out of the Metroplex. Uh, Cook, uh, the receiver from DeSoto, uh, state champion. Likewise, Malik Muhammad, state champ uh, over at South Oak Cliff as well. Uh, so congrats to those guys. Uh, Samaje Burrell was one of the fan picks, young man out of uh, North Crowley, who I thought uh, was well-deserved. If anybody's going to be a fan pick, it's going to be a, a Samaje. Uh, Justin, let's talk a little bit about the, the basketball game on Saturday and the one coming up later today, uh, this evening in uh, Kansas, uh, when the Horns uh, go to KU uh, and take on uh, the uh, Jayhawks. Uh, Texas, you know, leading the Big 12 now, uh, overall, first place with the win on Saturday over Kansas State. I know you and I both watched that game. What were your major takeaways? My major takeaway, I, you know, a few weeks ago we saw, I want to say, it was actually probably maybe a month ago, the Texas-Kansas State time, the first time they played. And we have a group text, you know, between our Inside Texas family. And I said, yeah, Texas, you know, Kansas State's playing really well. But I said, Texas plays hard even when they're down 25, that was something that I thought was, was noticeable was how hard they kept playing. And when you have veterans, when you've got guys with a lot of experience, that's what you get because they know the game can, can change in a run. That's what basketball is about. Well, they go to Manhattan for a little rematch, a little put a little, a little um, payback. And in the first half, lay the biggest egg this side of Humpty Dumpty. And you have to think, man, because Kansas State, can, you know, come in and the number seven team in the country. Jerome Tang is probably your uh, Big 12 coach of the year this year so far, at least. They've done a great thing. The only thing bad Kansas State's done is the periwinkle uniforms, in my opinion. That's just not what – I don't know. It looked like a seventh-grade AAU girls basketball team. Either way, that second half was a completely different ball game. Christian Bishop just – I, this was you saw some growth from that guy. I, I, that might be the best we've seen Bishop play since he's been in Austin. And, and he really he understood they could they weren't hitting outside shots early in the game. And when you don't hit from the outside, what do you do? You go in and you start shooting closer until you can pull them back out. Bishop was just he was hammering it down down in the block. I thought Timmy Allen had some big plays for me. You know, I'm a big Tyrese Hunter guy. His dribble drive in the second half was the differentiator. That was that was different than anything else they had there. And that's why I was so big on Hunter coming into this season. That's the kind of guard play that makes a run in the big dance when March comes around. And so the fact that they this was, what, their third double-digit comeback in the second half in the last three weeks in a conference that is an absolute beating and gauntlet day in and day out, which will be proven again tonight when they, when they head to, uh, to, to Fog Allen. Kansas State was a big win, and, and it, not just because it kept them at first place. Now it gave them a full game. It was one of those things. That's a, uh, a one of those when, when the selection committee is deciding where your ranking is. That game right now would give Texas a one or two seed. Texas yep. would not be worse than a two seed in, in the NCAA tournament right now. It's definitely a quadrant one win. Uh, the only other team that has more quadrant one wins than Texas in the Big 12 is actually Kansas right now, according to Jerry Hamilton in an article he wrote on Inside Texas on Sunday. Uh, you know, the other thing that that you talked about, it showed a little bit of retribution, right? I mean, good teams need to come back and show they've actually improved over time. Well, it's not like Kansas State has fallen off over the last month. 
No. Uh, they, they've continued to be an impressive squad. And Texas came back, gathered itself, went on the road, and picked up a, a big-time win uh, for the program. And, you know, I would I would, uh, I would, would hesitate to say Jerome Tang uh, mentioned him as the uh, conference coach of the year when you sit, you're sitting here right now. Rodney Terry might end up being the conference coach of the year. I mean, he really might. Terry has more talent than Tang does. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think what Rodney Terry's doing is incredible. I give this, give him so much credit that everything that's happened with this basketball program in the last few months, for him to galvanize the program and get these kids to to continue to focus and buy in, I, I it, it's that's part of coaching. That's part of being a great coach. It's not always going and getting the best players. It's getting some of the best players and getting them to figure out how to play the best. And that's what he's doing. Anytime you can, can come back from, from double digit deficits in the big 12, mind you, that's something you got to pay attention to that. And it also gives this, this team a ton of confidence. These guys now are starting to feel the vibe. Hey, we can go into a hostile environment, get down early, look like crap for a half, still come out with a W. And that's big in that locker room for that chemistry. I, I, I just, you know, Terry is definitely going to be in that conversation and, and he deserves it, especially with what he's done in this short period of time. But yeah, I, I think I, I would give Tang the uh, the lead at least right now, just because he just, he doesn't have the same amount of horses that, that this Texas squad does. Nevertheless, you can't take anything away from Terry and Texas basketball right now. They're in the top 10 pretty much the entire season for a reason. This, this is a good squad with good veteran play. And I think seeing a Christian Bishop kind of break out, seeing a Tyrese Hunter kind of get back into his groove, that's only going to, you know, bring better, better ball for Texas in the next month and a half. The most important next six weeks of a lot of those kids' lives. Yeah, uh, the AP poll will be released later today uh, from when we are um, actually uh, taping this this morning. So uh, be on the lookout for that as well. But uh, congrats to Rodney Terry and the guys. And good luck tonight uh, in Fog Allen Fieldhouse. Uh, Justin, uh, other recruiting news. Uh, Deuce Robinson, the tight end, nation's top tight end, is still out there. Texas, Georgia, and USC thought to be under consideration, as well as Major League Baseball. Folks know about that. Uh, but you're going to be hitting the road this week up in the Dallas area while you're making your way to, to uh, uh, Red Oak on Tuesday. Where, where are you going to go look look at and, and check in on and that sort of thing? as it relates to 2024 prospects? Well, first thing is Duncanville. That's always one of my first stops when I make my way through Dallas. Uh, Colin Simmons is a priority for most programs in this country, especially with Texas, you know, with their need for, for, for an edge guy like him. And, and I've known Colin for a few years now, and I've kind of seen his maturation. I've, you know, he, he's such a good dude. He really is. You know, he used to play basketball with, with the Panthers team, and we know how great that, that program is. Now he's focused fully on football, and, and, and he's a guy that I think was one of the big reasons uh, Reginald Samples got his state championship, finally got his ring. Uh, Simmons had a lot to do with that. So I'm going to make sure I got to go see Colin Simmons. That, that's a guarantee. They've got a great wide receiver in Duncanville. There's one named Corian Moore. He's 2025. 20, He's a little uh, – he's one of those guys. He's highly ranked at a young age, and I think a lot of it is just his size, athleticism, and his track times because he is an incredible kid on the track. You don't see a lot of passing in Duncanville, so sometimes it's hard to measure those receivers. Uh, they got a tailback in Caden Durham that I know that's on the on a lot of uh, radars as well. And then you always want to you know slide over to, to, to DeSoto. 
You know, Texas is, has made its hay in that in that school the last few years. From Byron Murphy to Jonte Cook, Trey Wiseman is going to be on campus in, in June. There's always kids over in DeSoto that you want to check out. Well, there's a guy named Tiger Ridden that Texas really likes, 2024 running back for DeSoto that was one of their best players in the state championship, if you remember. Uh, DeAndre is one of those kids. His nickname's Tiger, uh, and he get, he's named Tiger at a school called the Eagles. And so that's that 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 to me is humorous. But he's one of those kind of uh, potential every down backs that goes between the tackles. He's a big body kid. Uh, and so he's a guy that, that I know Texas likes. Uh, I, I think Tashar Choice is, is kind of looking at him a little bit deeper, deeper dive to kind of see where he's at. Then you got to stop by South Oak Cliff. I mean, Sock is the back to back. They've won back to back state championships. They've brought so much pride to that town. It's, it's such a great story, and there's a reason why. It's because they are full of talent. I believe they had 11 kids sign in the last signing period, which was one of the – I think was the third largest in the country this last year. I think this side of maybe IMG, Modern Day, or Bishop Gorman, somewhere along those lines. Uh, Sock was tremendous for a reason. It, it was because the talent top to bottom, and they still got talent. They got a linebacker it, it, that in Brandon Jones that is just that his tape just jumps off the off, it just jumps off the screen. They got a linebacker in Kelvion Riggins who is who's kind of an up and comer in twenty twenty five. He's got a great frame. He's got some really good nice early offers. So anytime you make it up that way, those are your three. Those are those are my three major stops. Those are the ones you, you damn sure go see because. They churn out talent on a regular basis. And then let's not forget, I'm not leaving Duncanville until I get a measurement on Alex January because I will, I'll swear on a stack of Bibles that kid is bigger than he's listed. I believe his father. I believe his recruiting director. He is a 6'5", 315-pound, three-tech that has offers from some of the biggest schools in the country. He's on his he's – he's taking these unofficial visits right now hitting junior days. He's got more coming up with Miami, with LSU, with TCU. He just hit Georgia, just hit Texas. I think the horns look great in that recruitment. I don't think that recruitment's going to take a long time, to be honest with you, Bobby. I think we could see some movement in late April, early May. So I've, I'm going to make sure before I get back to East Texas that I, uh, I have a, a direct measurement on Alex January. want to take a minute to say thank you to one of our sponsors this week, uh, talking about the big game uh, itself, the Super Bowl. Uh, coming in uh, to sponsor on Texas football is my bookie. Uh, you asked for it and they listened. My bookie designed a unique deposit bonus that lets you cash in and cash out quick. This is a unique deposit bonus for sports bettors who want to focus on what to bet and not a payout sweat. Make your first deposit today with promo code Texas FB. Wager your deposit amount once and you're eligible to cash out. If you want a sports book that gives you the most for your money, bet on the big game this weekend with my bookie. Pre-game, live lines, and Super Bowl props. Bet everything from the opening coin toss to the length of the national anthem. I know there's some crazy people out there that like to do that kind of stuff. To the color of the Gatorade uh, that is dumped on the winning coach. I can't tell you exactly who's going to win the Super Bowl, but I can tell you where you should be placing your bets. My bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Before the Super Bowl, should be interesting. Chiefs or the Eagles, you never know who's going to win it, but there's a chance for you to win uh, as well. Uh, that's it for mybookie.com. You know, Justin, you you talk uh, to a lot of recruits out there, and uh, something happened on Friday uh, where the uh, ESPN came out and said that it may take an extra uh 
year for Texas to make its way uh, to the SEC. I talked to Jerry Hamilton about this and uh, some others. Uh, what are your what's your early feedback from recruits as it relates to the potential, not necessarily that it will be, but the potential that the move to the SEC could be an additional year? Just from the early, I mean, and this is very, very early. I don't think it affects much, Bobby. Just the fact that Texas is going to the SEC, I think, is alluring enough. And also, to try to put in some context, and I know this is probably going to be a disagreement with Jerry, and that's normal. We disagree a lot. And Jerry knows his stuff. But I think the fans put more onus on going to the SEC than the actual players do. I think the players are looking at it from a big picture. Yeah, it'd be great to play in the SEC once you go to Texas. But if you have to play in the Big 12 for a year or two, is it really that bad? TCU just went to the national championship from this conference, and they did it on the whim of a great roller coaster Cinderella season. Texas schedule in 2023 sets up so nicely to, to, to make a run similar. And so right now, I think players more see that. They see the actual the, the advancement of they see that the Big 12 being a good conference this last year, Kansas State winning it and, and, and three or four teams being in the mix, uh, three or four teams nationally ranked. And, and I think, you know, with OU being down a little bit, I actually think they'll probably cycle back up pretty quick. I think the competition is going to be about the same. Uh, I think Baylor's still going to keep falling. I think Texas Tech is going to keep climbing slowly. And so the fact that Texas may be a year behind on getting to the SEC right now, I don't think has any bearing on these kids. Now for the 2025s, because we always look two years ahead. That's something I'm going to ask around for the next month when, when I'm making the rounds, I'm going to, I'm going to ask those guys because those are the kids that will really be affected. Those are the ones that will essentially never play in the big 12. And so those are the ones that would, that matter. But this last group that, that, that would possibly be signed to go in, which would be 2024. I just don't see it being that big of a deal. It, it really isn't because I think these kids see guys going to the league from everywhere. They see Michigan and Ohio State putting out top five programs with top 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 five type recruiting classes and putting kids in the league in, in, in a in a very poor Big Ten. Ultimately, I think the fans put a lot more into the SEC talk than actual players do. And so for right now, I know it's early. I just don't see any residual effects of that, Bobby. This episode of uh, On Texas Football is brought to you by uh, accomplished Austin realtor, Laura Baker. Uh, Laura Baker and the Andy Allen team at Keller Williams can help you with any of your moves within or around the Austin area and your real estate needs. Contact Laura at laura at andyallenteam.com. Uh, Justin, uh, spring ball does not start until the first week of uh, March for right. the Longhorns, right? Uh, they are just now getting back into football, messing around with the football as opposed to just working out uh, over the next month or so, right? Uh, my question to you is, what do you really want to see over the next month? Is it is it some guys that are sophomore that are freshmen going to be sophomores getting in better shape and taking that next uh, step like a like a Justice Finkley or a Ethan Burke or even uh, Jamon Tapp and Jure Bledsoe? Or are you anxious and, and want to see better, uh, better? Uh, I, I don't know what the right word is. Better accumulation of talent from the early enrollees and how they've uh, taken to the new uh, job at hand, being on a college campus. Bobby, to be fair, I think it's a little bit of all of that. 
I really do. For the next month, like you said, they're, they're just now getting back into football mode. Like I, for the next week or so is when they're going to start doing some install. And that's always about two or three weeks before spring ball starts. And, and right now, you, 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 the, the, the freshmen that are the early enrollees have, have had almost a full, a full month there. And so they're getting their feet. They're, they're getting their bearings. I, I don't expect a lot from those guys. I really don't. Anything you get from an early enrollee in spring, I think is just house money. I think it's just that that's just a gold check. Um, I'm expecting I, I, I expect to see the guys that are getting replaced. I want to see the replacements. I want to see who's going to take DeMarvion Overshone's spot. I want to see Mo Blackwell step up, show that hyper athleticism. He plays with an intensity that's perfect for that spot. I don't know if that's where he belongs. I don't know if it's hybrid safety. I'm not sure. But I want to know who's going to replace Overshone's production. I want to know who's going to replace Coburn's leadership. I want to know who's going to who, who organically is going to stand up in that locker room and take Rashawn Johnson's statue, stature, take B. John Robinson's role and decide to put his foot down and, and be a leader. Is it going to be a Jaron Thompson safety out of out of Lufkin? Is it going to be, uh, you know, a, a Jalen Ford who had a breakout year last year? If you were to ask me at this time last year, who would we want to break out? We would have said Jalen Ford. And so. Who's going to be this year's Jalen Ford? I want to find that out. And then on offense, I want to see just how good Quinn Ewers has looked since pre-bowl practices. It's known that that he has really slimmed down and, and focused more on, on, on his being in shape and, and being sharper and, and, and really working on his footwork and, and his delivery. You know, during the season is not when you tinker with mechanics. It's just not. It's too much of a beating Saturday to Saturday. The offseason, by God, you better get it fixed. That's part of the job, Coach Sart and Coach Milwee. And I think they know that. They're up to it. The beauty of it is Quinn's up to it. He recognized it. I think that's why you saw his mobility so much better against Washington in the Alamo Bowl. He was 10, 15 pounds lighter. He had that athleticism that we saw in high school. He's not what I would call a dual threat kid, but any kid that can run a 4-5 and can hit his helmet on a field goal post is a good athlete. And so I think that's what I want to see. I want to see Quinn Ewers in this thing opened up a little bit more. We saw some spread against Washington that we did not see against the rest of the, in the rest of the season. I want to see more of that, how they grow on that. I want to see if Jonathan Brooks is a running back one and if Cedric Baxter is a running back two. I want to see if this offensive line continues to, to, to breed depth with guys that are going to miss. Your Cole Hudson's, your Connor Robertson's. Is, is Kelvin Banks going to take that next step? You know, there's so many questions that, that, that I have. So for me, that answer is kind of loaded. There's a, it's a little bit of everything, but that's the exciting part about spring ball. That's what I love about spring ball at Texas is they have everything in front of them in this 2023 season. They have a, a great schedule. They have a great opportunity, but those wins aren't coming this fall. Those wins happen in the spring. And so that's going to be the onus for this group. Find a leader. Find the replacements for the production that you had last year, especially when the defense that, that kept getting progressively better as the season goes on. And let's see what Quinn Ewers looks like in a second year. You know, he played for the first time in two years last year. And a lot of people forget that. Now he's got a year under his belt. No more excuses. Let's see that big time talent that he has. And I think you will. And so for me, that's kind of the if, if I could answer that in one take that there's so many things I'm looking forward to. Well, one, one of the more under underappreciated things that I think we, we often forget. They also need to get and put into play the three transfers that are coming in. 
and get them used to the system. A.D. Mitchell, Jalen Catalan, as well as Gavin Holmes. Get those no guys no acclimated, yes. getting them going, that sort of stuff. Especially be a- Mitchell, because we want to know where Isaiah Nayor is in his rehab. Mitchell yeah. is a guy that's going to be able to, to, to uh, take away a lot of that. Catalan, I think, will probably understand the defense in two hours. He is hyper-intelligent. And the kid just knows how to play football. Gavin Holmes is going to be – is kind of the question mark to me. Is he going to be a starter? Because Terrence Brooks really looked great that last part of the season, and I think he is a future star in the secondary. Is Ryan Watts going to stay put at his spot? He had a good first of the year. He tailed off a little bit the second part, but still had a good season. So where Holmes fits as well, that, that's a good that's a good point. These three early enrollees – and it's not like last year where there were a lot more. This year there's only a few holes in this boat, and – it looks like Sark may have been able to patch him. We'll find out over the next few months. All right. That, that's Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com. Good luck to the Longhorns tonight, 8 p.m. on ESPN's Big Monday. They got the Jayhawks. Going to be a big one uh, as Texas goes for a sweep of the Kansas team uh, teams this weekend. Uh, Justin, I appreciate it, bud. You have a good one, man. 10-4. All right. Hook them. Thank you for watching. For more videos on Texas football, recruiting, and other sports, Make sure you click the like button and subscribe to the channel to get the very latest updates. Uh, Thank you for watching again and hook them.